All right. You may have seen this week that Scotland became the first in the world to enact legislation to make menstrual products free of charge in public facilities. The period products bill was passed unanimously by Scottish lawmakers back in 2020, a big moment for the global movement against period poverty. Uh, The bill itself is worth about $37 million. Now, the concept a year at least, now the concept is not an unfamiliar one here in Canada. There are many similar initiatives, but it is a patchwork approach here. For instance, Canada dropped taxes on period products in 2015. Ottawa's pledged $25 million over two years to create a national pilot project that helps make menstrual products available to Canadians as well. But should we be aiming to follow Scotland's lead? Joining me now with more on that is Danielle Kaftarian. She's Operations Manager at The Period Purse. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for having me. So just a bit about what The Period Purse does. Yes, so we are the, um, a registered charity in Canada, and we focus on um, providing free menstrual products along with ed- education and advocacy uh, to locations all across Canada. Uh, so looking at what's happened in Scotland, I know this was a law that was actually passed quite a while back and now they've acted on it. Uh, what was your, re- your reaction when you saw that news? Uh, we were so excited uh, to see this step in the right direction of having um, free products uh, available to everyone uh, in Scotland. So um, it's just it shows us that this is possible and it's exciting to see. What is the, I mean, to explain the impact and what period poverty is, um, how do you explain it? So uh, there's many different facets to this conversation. So we see people having to choose between, uh, you know, buying a meal or buying a box of tampons. So, uh, you know, there's families that are struggling, especially now post-pandemic. You know, this was something before that. And uh, just affording to have these supplies to them. They might not have the money uh, for it or the access to get free products sometimes, uh, depending on where they're located. So it's just, um, it's a very interesting subject to unpack. Uh, who is most impacted by this and, and how does that impact? How is that impact seen? I know obviously it impacts people who don't have enough money, but also it impacts the young, right? It impacts students. It impacts a lot of people uh, in ways that we may not know. Yes, that's what I was um, touching on with those different layers. So, uh, you know, we have people who can't afford free products um, and might not be able to go to work in school. We know here in Canada, uh, there were some stats generated that one in seven girls are missing school uh, due to lack of of period products. So uh, students are missing school uh, because their families can't afford it. Or quite frankly, you know, um, young bodies are developing and they're learning how their cycles work and uh, it might be their first period at school and they weren't prepared or there's, you know, it came unexpected and so they don't have those supplies with them. So we're seeing um, students miss school for that. Uh, We're seeing even in work, um, you know, people might not be able to go to work because they don't have um, the access to products and have products available to them. Uh, So, um, you know, one in three women we know are Um, under the age of 25 are struggling to afford period products here in Canada. So um, seeing this step forward by Scotland is going to have a huge impact on different areas of them. And it's something exciting that we're working towards here in Canada. Because I understand just from looking around that it is a a real patchwork here. There are jurisdictions in this country that do offer uh, free menstrual products in different areas like libraries and government areas and so on. How does it work in Canada right now? 
Yes, so uh, exactly. It is it is a patchwork and, um, you know, every patchwork we're seeing go through uh, is exciting because it means it's one step in the right direction, but um, there also still is so much work to being done. So we're seeing a lot of cities come forward and uh, put in programming. Uh, a number of years ago, we when we first started uh, the period purse, discovered that the city of Toronto wasn't having any funding for menstrual products in their city-run shelters. So that was something that we advocated for and have as a line item uh, and was a huge accomplishment. However, we also know that they're not um, having enough money still to fund the program fully. So there's still opportunities for improvement there. Um, we see uh, different cities and, you know, like you said, library programs, community centers, um, city buildings starting to put programs in place all across the country. Uh, here in Ontario, we um, saw the, the, the provincial government put in um, free pads um, into schools, but again, there's still some gaps with these patchwork. So no tampons. Um, it wasn't in for all schools in the aspect of elementary schools were not included in the program. Uh, and the amount that they received, it wasn't enough to have it in all bathrooms available for all students. So, you know, there, there are steps in the right direction being made. Um, but we do see a lot of opportunity um, still to be done. I know. Are, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I, I know that that uh, in this country, of course, um, if you look at it, if it's considered a health issue, um, it's provincial. Uh, but would you like to see a federal program here similar to what we're seeing in Scotland? Yes, actually, that was what I was just going to say there. there. So we did see the federal government announce uh, the Menstrual Equity Fund, a pilot program that they'll be doing, um, which will put in 25 million over two years um, into programs. And we did see the federal government also say that they're going to be putting free products into um, federal run buildings. So we are seeing those steps forward by the federal government, but you know we still need to actually get that product out there and get that programming um, done. And it, it takes some time for those commitments to go through and, and make sure that the products get into the right hands. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about too, just seeing it, Scotland's pro program is now available to everybody. Does it make sense to to make it available to those who can afford, but not necessarily prioritize those who can't? Yes, if we have, you know, we saw in the pandemic how things can quickly come. So, you know, no one questions and carries around toilet paper or soap to use public washrooms uh, and, and go out, right? It's just assumed that that's going to be there for you. Uh, and then during the pandemic, we saw the increase of things like hand sanitizer and even some locations have free masks and, you know, people took what they needed when they needed it if they didn't have it with them, right? And um, it was just available for everyone and just understood that it's there. So having free products available to everyone people are people who need the products will will take what they need and the people who don't is going to leave it behind and it's just having that readily available for everyone is great there's so many also when you start unpacking um, menstrual health um, and issues uh, you know it's it also brings into the the effect of you know, does somebody have something wrong with their, like challenges with their cycle and maybe they're, they require more product and they're out and they didn't realize they didn't have that enough product with them. So it just having it readily available to everyone um, really helps the whole community. Just in terms of the products themselves, I, mm -hmm. I guess it, it's important that, that women feel comfortable or that people, anyone feels comfortable using these products too. They have to be of a certain standard, a certain quality, right? 
Yes. So that's, that's one thing we're always mindful of is, you know, what is, you know, it's one thing to say you have free product, but are they of good quality? Um, and are they of choice? You know, we see, um, some people prefer pads, some people prefer tampons. There's also great, um, reusable options out there, uh, that, uh, are, are good for many reasons. Um, so having the right product available to people is uh, super important. Not everyone's going to want to use tampons and not everyone's going to want to use pads. So um, having choice is something we're always advocating for um, when it comes to this conversation. So Danielle, in a perfect Canada, say five, 10 years from now, what would that look like? So it would look like um that everyone, you know, our blue sky goal is that everyone will have the product that they need um, and that they choose to have available to them when they require it. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, it's going to be in the washrooms. There's, it's going to be uh, available to them. They're not going to have to choose a meal over, over this product and having the education around, you know, these conversations and why it's so important. We still see a lot of uncertainty around it and shame and, really just changing that landscape would be great. This is, you know, 50% of the population will menstruate at some point in their life. And, you know, this is something that is biologically um, part of our lives and that we just need to start talking about and not being shameful of. So that would definitely be part of that conversation. And that's why we have that education pillar uh, that we try to encourage people to learn more. And thank you to Scotland for getting this conversation started here. Danielle, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you.